Here's an important COVID-19 school system update for your local area. If you're concerned about your child's education, please pay close attention to this message. The current school systems were not set up for at-home learning. If you're worried that your child may not be getting the grades they need to get ahead, may be losing self-confidence, or you're worried about them getting into a good college because of their grades, help is available to you. Call Grade Potential Tutoring. They can help with in-home or online tutoring and help your child with any subject and every grade level, even for test prep. They're experts in the home tutoring and online tutoring field and confident they can help you and your child get better grades today. Call now for your free consultation. 800-693-8290-800-693-8290-800-693-8290. That's 800-693-8290. Get ready to grip it and rip it. All right, let's move on. We got golfers waiting. Dedicated to bringing better golf to America, this is Tea to Green, the golf show. That's right. Golf is the language we speak every Sunday right here on Tea to Green, the golf show. Hello, fellow golfers, and happy Father's Day. Thanks for listening and for making what we do a part of your sports weekend. I'm Jay Ritchie. Jerry Evans is back. Scott Cuddy's in master control. And we are so excited about today's big show. First off, it is Father's Day. It's also Championship Sunday at the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines. And do you remember what you were doing 22 years ago today? If you're a golf fan, you were probably watching Payne Stewart roll in that iconic 15-foot birdie putt on the last hole at Pinehurst to beat Phil Mickelson and win his second U.S. Open. Sadly, Payne Stewart died in a plane crash some four months later. Pinehurst, 22 years ago, his last victory. His legacy, however, still lives on through the Payne Stewart Foundation and through the newly created Payne Stewart Kids Golf Foundation. Dan Anderson is the COO of the Kids Golf Foundation, and he's going to join us today to talk about their mission in keeping Payne Stewart's legacy alive. It is Championship Sunday at Torrey Pines, this year's U.S. Open. They're underway with round four. Who's going to make it down the stretch and claim the U.S. Open Championship trophy? Well, Dave Shedlowski will be joining us today. Dave is our go-to guy whenever there's a major golf championship. We had him on around a month ago to talk about Phil and the PGA. Today he's back to talk about the U.S. Open. It's early Sunday morning. The sun is coming up. I'm on the tee at 7. I'm here to try my luck. They say this game's a tough one, but I'll give it my best shot. Though the bunkers look like beaches and the greens like parking lots. Oh, Lord. What am I going to do? Help me keep my head down. Save me from those double bogey blues. It's America's longest-running network radio golf show. It's Tita Green. Check out our website, tdgreenradio.com. Like us on Facebook. Jay Ritchie, Jerry Evans, teeing it up with Dave Shedlowski, talking U.S. Open golf next here on Tita Green. 
time for your small business report presented by Dell Small Business. It's important for small business owners to be flexible. It allows you to be a better listener to your customer base, be adaptable to change, and always be ready to embrace what's next, which will keep you ahead of the game. Technology is changing fast, and you have to be ready to change with it. Just because something works for you now doesn't mean that it's going to work the same way in a few years. Listen to the experts, listen to your customers, and be sure to stay flexible. And that's your Dell Small Business Report. It's the perfect season for a powerful business upgrade with Dell Technologies Summer Sale Event. Save up to 45% on secure PCs built for business with Windows 10 Pro. You'll also find great savings on Dell servers, monitors, docks, and other accessories to help boost productivity. Plus, enjoy free shipping on everything. Do more with modern devices and Windows 10 Pro. Call 877-ASK-DELL for a Dell Technologies advisor who can help you find the right tech. That's 877-ASK-DELL for business specials during Dell's Summer Sale Event. Hey, we get it. You don't want to be hearing a progressive commercial right now. So let us tell you something you do want to hear. You are intelligent. You make all the right decisions. You were smart before smart was cool, and you made it cool again. You have a wealth of knowledge, and you are so very clever. (laughs) I bet you already knew I was going to say that, you genius. There, don't you feel better? You'll also feel better when you hear you could save big when you switch to progressive. But I'm pretty sure you already knew that, too. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. My doctor prescribed me Viagra. It wasn't covered by my insurance, so it was costing me like $65 a pill. That's expensive. Over 20 million guys like us use Viagra. Over a certain age, we just need it. I found a way to pay less than $3 a pill and get virtually the same effect of the $65 pill. I heard an ad just like this on the radio called, and for $99, I got 40 generic versions of the $65 pill. Save yourself money and call right now and get over 40 pills for $99. There's no embarrassment here to use Viagra. If we're over 50, we need it, but not at high prices. Call now with your credit card and get the 40 pill special for just $99. 800-399-3691. That's 800-399-3691. The double play! It's baseball season and you're ready to go all out. So you ordered the essentials to make game day a success, like a jersey, a power recliner, and a bigger screen. And you used your Bank of America customized cash rewards credit card, choosing to earn 3% cash back on online shopping. Rewards that you put toward an essential piece of the celebration, an air horn. Apply for yours at bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding. Copyright 2021, Bank of America Corporation. Talking golf 52 weeks a year and loving it. It's what we do here, and that's why we call it Destination Listening for Dedicated Golfers each and every Sunday here on Key to Green. I'm Jay Ritchie along with Jerry Evans. Jerry, back with us after being gone last week covering the what Garden of the Gods. Garden of the Gods run, yeah. 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 And they had how many runners? Only 1,486, and I had to <laughs> name up every, yeah. Well, like a few people asked me, they said, now, do you memorize the names and attach them to the faces? I said, yeah. Yeah, yeah four, sure. 14. Then. <laughs> I can figure out who it is just by looking at them. Good to have you back. Been watching any of the Open this week? Uh, yes, have been. Uh, it's been rather entertaining. Uh, I, I, If I was going to confess, I was really hoping that Phil Mickelson was going to do better. I would love to see him 
you know, win the U.S. Open just once. But I don't think that window is going to be open any further than it was this week. Yeah, I think that this maybe was his best chance. We're going to find out more about the U.S. Open. Dave Shetlowski is back with us. Later in the hour, we'll be talking to Dan Anderson. He's the, uh, the, the main man, the COO behind the Payne Stewart Kids Golf Foundation. And as I mentioned in the Open 22 years ago today, Payne Stewart beat Mickelson at the U.S. Open at Pinehurst to win his second Open, his third major, and it was the final win of his career because, sadly, uh, tragically, he was lost in that plane crash about four months later. But uh, I thought it would be appropriate of all days today, Father's Day and the Championship Day of the U.S. Open, to talk about Payne Stewart. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of my favorite memories of him, of course, is what he wore. Oh, yeah. I loved it. When be, and I'm just wondering, now, the kids that take part in the program, do they, are they going to be wearing the same <laughs> knickers? <laughs> I don't know, but I don't think anybody would discourage no, them from no. doing that. Uh, I mentioned Dave Shedlowski back with us, our go-to guy. And we appreciate that when, he, when it comes to uh, big events and major championships in golf. And I'm sure he's been glued watching the action at the at Torrey Pines at the U.S. Open this year. And we welcome Dave Shedlowski back on Theta Green. Shed, how you doing? Terrific, guys. Uh, hey, happy Father's Day, and uh, happy Father's Day to everyone out there, whether you got a dad or you are a dad. So uh, great day to have uh, the U.S. Open back on Father's Day, right? Yeah, for sure. It all kind of really, really feels good and comes together being uh, the, the last round or what we expect to be the last round on Father's Day. We were talking a little bit about Phil there. You kind of disappointed that he didn't show a little better? Um, I don't know if I'm disappointed. I'm, I'm certainly not surprised. He really dislikes the South Course since it was redesigned and renovated by Reese Jones in 2002. Um, hasn't particularly uh, you know, played well there because of that. Uh, I was I was slightly surprised about yesterday's round after he shot 69, but not surprised overall. It's the U.S. Open. It's a hard tournament. It's long. It's tough. Well, it's not as tough as it used to be, but it's tough enough. And, um, you know, hey, Phil can bask in that PGA Championship the rest of his life, whatever he does. I know it's got to be somewhat of a disappointment, though, for Phil because of the fact that uh, this is oh, the sure. one major that he really, really wanted to win. Six runner-up finishes, yeah. It's, I mean, he's one of the greatest U.S. Open players in history. I mean, you just can't say that he's not with six runner-up finishes uh, just because he didn't win. Um, that doesn't mean that, you know, necessarily he's in the pantheon of Ben Hogan, Jack Nicklaus, uh, Bobby Jones, um, Hale Irwin, who won three of them. Those gentlemen all won four that I mentioned previously. I mean, so, but he's, he's still a great U.S. Open player. He. It, it, I think it's just meant to be that he's just not going to win it. Each of the majors seems to have its own uh, distinct uh, personality, I guess you might say. What do you think when you think when you think of the U.S. Open? Well, I think of things that we haven't really seen a lot this week. I mean, um, I think of tough pars, and um, yeah, there there have been some, and it's certainly not totally void. Of, uh, of seeing tough pars out there. But, but look, uh, there were 27 or 28 rounds of par or better yesterday. And that's just not U.S. Open standard for a setup. And by comparison, I looked it up in the Farmers Insurance Open 
in January on the same golf course, Torrey Pine South, there were 27 rounds of par or better, and that was just a PGA Tour event. So, um, wow, uh, you know, the, what I think of is not exactly what we're seeing. And yet, no one's really kind of running away with it, or they're not going super low. There's a whole bunch of guys that even par one under, two under, and then, then there's that rarefied error, uh, the, the threes, fours, and fives. So, so Torrey Pine, it seems to me from watching it the last three rounds, the last three days, you can you can kind of play it in spurts. You might go good for two or three holes, and then you have two or three holes. You have to really be careful, and then you can step on the gas a little bit more a couple of holes later after that. Is that kind of what you, you're seeing too? Uh, that's exactly what I'm seeing, and uh, um, I mean, one of the one of the interesting things I think about what's going on with the U.S. Open this year is that um, uh, you know I would talk about hard pars, but pars are still a value, and so these guys with these spurts of scoring, um, they're not on the leaderboard. The three guys that are leading, uh, Henley, Oosthuizen, and um, uh, oh gosh, I lost my train of thought, boys. Who's the other guy? It's uh, it's 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 Mackenzie Hughes, McKenzie. of course, from Canada. Um, between the three of them, among the three of them, they have just one double bogey. Um, so that's pretty impressive. That was Mackenzie Hughes in the first round. Um, none of them have more than seven bogeys. So yeah, you're not seeing all of this, other all of the scoring that we that we usually see, but we're seeing scoring that sort of resembles the U.S. Open. Refresh my memory, didn't the year that Jeff Ogilvie won it, uh, wasn't it like a plus five or plus six uh, that, that he came in and won the tournament with? He did. He won a plus, uh, plus six at Wingfoot. And look, even last year, uh, Bryson DeChambeau shot six under, but he was the only guy under par. I mean, that to me resembled more of the U.S. Open than what we're seeing this week. I think they're just a little soft on these guys. I wish they'd firm it up today. I don't know if they will. We're with Dave Shedlowski. We're talking about the 121st U.S. Open going on at Torrey Pines in Southern California, San Diego, the South Course. Uh, do you do you like uh, all that aside? Do you like Torrey Pines, Shed? No, <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> Not for a U.S. Open course. I think my colleague uh, Alex Maselli of Morning Read and I uh, we don't agree on a lot of things, but we agree that you should never have. A, uh, a major championship, especially a U.S. Open on a PGA Tour course, unless you're doing something like Muirfield Village where it really is kind of set up like a U.S. Open anyway, and you're going to get that kind of a challenge. I think that, you know, we're probably not going to see them come back to a Torrey Pines. We're certainly not going to see them come back to a Chambers Bay and Aaron Hills. We're going to see traditional layouts come back into the, into the mix. It's going to be Pinehurst. It's going to be Pebble Beach. It's going to be Oakmont. It's going to be Shinnecock. And we're going to get back to what the, uh, hopefully, I don't know how they're going to set them up, but hopefully they'll set them up like they have in the past. they will be more, quote-unquote, true U.S. Open type tests. Do you foresee them going back to Oregon or maybe to Wingfoot? Definitely Wingfoot at some point, but uh, I think we're locked up for a while. Uh, that west course at Wingfoot, 
uh, has certainly punished a lot of great players over the years, uh, given trouble to you know even the likes of Nicholas Palmer, you name it. Um, so yeah, I would say Wingfoot is definitely in that mix as well. Um, you could probably figure out that uh, um, there'll be a few others that we haven't named. I mean, look, they're going to the Country Club back up in Boston next year. That's a great old layout that should get more of these. And, um, and maybe so Olympics, it, we're Olympics just going to see Francisco, where the women just were. Yeah. Uh, you think that's yeah. because of Mike Wan? Do you think that's because of Mike Wan? No, that's more of a philosophy I think that the USGA has sort of come to uh, in the last year or so. It's like you know what we're we, we we've done our turn in experimenting with some of these public courses and things like that. Nothing, there's nothing wrong with them. I mean, Pebble Beaches and Pinehurst are still essentially public golf courses. Um, daily fee, they're they're certainly expensive, but the, but they're open to the public. But but it just is. Hey, look, we want to you know we have a certain identity, and while we have experimented with it, and we think that we've had some measure of success. Uh, we find that we, we really need to get back to who we are. Three guys tied for the lead heading into the final round today in San Diego. La Jolla, actually, north of San Diego. Mackenzie Hughes, Louis Ustazen, Russell Henley, all at five under par. McElroy, DeChambeau, two shots back. Three back, Scotty Scheffler, John Rahm and Matthew Wolf, and we're going to continue on the other side and pick it up where we left off with Dave Shedlowski looking at Championship Sunday at the U.S. Open today on Tee to Green. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-410-4771. 800-410-4771. 800-410-4771. That's 800-410-4771. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. 
the only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531-800-754-4531-800-754-4531-800-754-4531-800-754-4531. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic, and maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call Pet Joy right now. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. That's 800-846-2153. News, interviews, and lots of fun for everyone interested in golf. That's what we do every Sunday here on Tee Green, the golf show. Scott Cuddy is in master control with Jerry Evans. I'm Jay Ritchie. The rock star dog Roscoe is here as well. And we're talking golf on Championship Sunday at the U.S. Open with Dave Shedlowski, Golf uh, Golf Digest, and, and numerous golf publications through the years. And uh, I thought Shed maybe would focus on a few of the individuals this time around. We did talk a little bit about Phil. Um, anybody, be, uh, anybody that maybe you're kind of surprised they didn't do a little better this week? Xander, for sure. Xander Shoffley. He didn't have a very good day yesterday. Shot 72, and, and certainly, even though he had to withdraw from the Memorial, and uh, he was playing great when he had to withdraw because of a positive COVID test. I thought John Rahm would make a move. Um, my pre-tournament pick. Nobody really thought much about his chances because of what he's been doing in majors. But I liked Rory, Rory McIlroy, and I still like him. What about Louis Oosthuizen? And it just seems like he's drinks some kind of magical formula and then plays <laughs> well in, in these majors. Uh, yeah. right. What has he got going for him? Well, listen, he he unfortunately has one of those silver slams like uh, Dustin Johnson, Jack Nicklaus, Arnold Palmer, uh, Greg Norman, Tom Watson. I mean, uh, Craig Wood. Some great names in golf. Unfortunately, he's the only one that has just one major that 2010 Open Championship. Uh, the thing he does well, obviously, is is with that golf swing, he keeps it in play. He doesn't make a lot of big numbers. That's why he is, what, third last year in the U.S. Open, T7 the year before at Pebble Beach, uh, second in, at Chambers Bay in 2015 when he shot 199 the final three rounds, which is, you know, the 54-hole record for a U.S. Open. Um, the, the guy just, he, you know, he's always capable of, of 
just playing well and putting up a nice score because he swings it so well. Did you think? Uh, what did you think of De- uh, Jordan Spieth going in? Well, I mean, he was uh, among with Colin Morikawa. He was one of the the two best players this season uh, in in tee to green and um, in scoring and, um, and and just sort of putting it all together in, in you know in what we I guess we could call a slight comeback. So really surprised with seventy seven. He shot what sixty eight yesterday. That was more like what we expected, but. Um, uh, you know, he's still finding his way a little bit. Do you think the course is too long for somebody like Spieth, though? I mean, he is driving no. the ball pretty well, but it seems like he still can't get the distance that uh, some of the other players have. No, no, no. Richard Bland, 48, that Englishman who unfortunately fell off the leaderboard yesterday, shot, what, 67 in round two. Um, he's 48 years old. His driving average is 285. I think that ranks, you know, 100-something on the European tour. And he's still long enough, and Jordan Spieth is long enough, and some other players uh, that you might think of that that aren't long hitters are long enough. And um, uh, so, no, I mean, what is it? Seventy six forty five, I think, was the first round yardage, and I think it plays up to seventy six hundred yards or seventy seven hundred. Today, these guys, I mean, you know, they're going to they're going to have to do the Kiowa thing here soon. I mean, that was close to eight thousand yards. Well, I think uh, Tory's at about seventy eight hundred, so that's close. Yeah, um, it is. But they haven't played that full length. Yeah, Brooks Kepka. I was a little surprised he fell back to even par yesterday with a even par round at seventy one. I thought he'd make a make a move on moving day. Well, you bring up a name that I thought was one of the most surprising um, rounds yesterday when you had, like I said, twenty seven guys. Uh, at par or better, um, or I should say, what was it, 17 players broke par yesterday, and he was not one of them. He shot even par. And uh, uh, that's not major Brooks that we're used to seeing. Uh, we're used to seeing him grind out and, and make the score he needs to make to be in there. Maybe the knee is just not quite ready yet for you know the primetime major stuff. Uh, but I did expect more after he you know pretty much went toe-to-toe with Philip Keough Island and the PGA. Do you think he maybe slacked off just a little bit because he didn't want to play with Bryson DeChambeau in a pairing? <laughs> well, I had actually said that, you know, if he, if he won, actually won the U.S. Open, does he refuse to kiss the trophy because he knows who held it last? I mean, I don't know. I mean, just, uh, you know, does he take a Clorox wipe to it first? I mean, you know how these two guys do not like each other, and you're alluding to that, but... Um, yeah, that's kind of funny. They almost did play together that third round because they both started even par. And uh, we haven't mentioned Bryson, the defending champion. He went out and shot 68. He's in the mix. He's only two back. He'll play in, what, the third to last group. Um, dangerous. Yeah, I agree with that, especially the way he just sort of seemed to find something yesterday and really really got his game going. Is, is the Bryson-Brooks feud, what's your thoughts on that? Oh, it's probably overblown a little bit from a media standpoint. Um, and, and I really think it's more one-sided. It's just, you know, Brooks doesn't think much of Bryson and all the scientific uh, sort of um, thoughts that he brings, the approach that he brings to the game. Um, I, he thinks, I think he thinks Bryson's a little bit full of hot air. I don't think Bryson really has a problem with Brooks. I don't think Bryson has a problem with anybody. I just think it's, uh, you know, something... Uh, 
if it's not media driven, it's Brooks driven. How about that? <laughs> well, I guess that sums it up. Yeah, that, that's a good way to look at it. Uh, any other players that uh, maybe we can single out here that you think might make a move, or maybe some players that you think might fall off? I think the leaders are going to have trouble. I mean, Mackenzie Hughes has never made the cut in the U.S. Open uh, until this year. He missed a cut in his previous three. He, you know, he's in uncharted territory. I think Russell Henley might hang in there for a while. I really think it's going to come down to, to Louis, Bryson, and Rory. And look, anybody at one under or better probably has a shot because the lowest round this week has been four under 67. If you are at even par, if you are uh, and, and higher than that, the one over is like a, like a Jordan Spieth. Um, I, I, I just don't think there's enough birdies out there to, to you know, negate the bogeys you're probably going to make trying to make birdies. And, yeah. um, and look, you know, that's it's going to be tough. One other guy, Dustin Johnson, minus one, only four back, 2016 winner. He'll have a shot. Why did you like Rory going in? Well, you know, part of it is that, that uh, he he does play decently on longer golf courses, and um, and it's just kind of that year where we've seen all of these comebacks. You know, um, whether it's Jordan winning for the first time in four years or Stuart Sink winning for the first time in, gosh, I think it was 11 years. We've seen, you know, many, many players win. Lydia Coe on the LPGA winning for the first time. I and mean, we've just seen these, these returns, these breakthroughs after, after several years. And I just thought, eh, that, that was kind of part of the theme. You know, Rory won early this year, and that broke up a two-year drought. But he hadn't won a major since 2014. I just kind of thought, eh, it's that kind of year. Let's see if, let's see if it might happen. It's all, it's good to see him back on the you know upper echelon of the leaderboard. Anytime you get a Rory McIlroy or or a John Rahm or Brooks Kepka up there, that's that's good for golf. The leaders are at minus five. You got a number in mind that we might see at the end of the day, Shed? I don't know how they're setting it up because they've watered the darn thing every day on the greens, and I think that's been a mistake. And so I don't know if they're going to turn the spigots off today. If they do, if they set it up the way they had the first three rounds, I think six under probably could win it. If they if if they actually made this a little bit harder, I think if you if you shot four or five for seventy two holes, that might be good enough. I even said uh, if one of the leaders makes eighteen pars, that might be good enough at five under. Wow, <laughs> that's something else. I mean, the U.S. Open. Yeah, well, yeah, it's typical. But uh, I, I, I have to agree with you. I think that uh, the idea of, of uh, making it a little bit harder on the players is is something that really needs to happen in this final round because then you'll you'll separate the men from the boys, so to speak. You got it, a hundred percent right, sir. Dave Shedlowski with us uh, talking about the U.S. Open. At Torrey Pines, the leaders go off at 12.55 Eastern time. You hearing anything about the weather and the uh, the fog and things like that, or is that, that going to be uh, a non-factor today? Well, Phil, Phil teed off at 7.03 local time, and there was a marine layer. It wasn't heavy enough to uh, delay play at all, and... Um, I just hope it lifts quickly because that'll keep the greens up. And like we said, we need firm greens. We need a tough. We need a tough layout. Let's see a U.S. Open. Yeah, you gonna stick with McIlroy? 
I am. I am. I, 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 that was the theme of the week for me. Why not? Let's, let's just keep okay. that storyline going. All right. Good pick, too. That's Dave Shedlowski. Shed, thanks for doing this, and we'll talk again soon. I love it, guys. Thanks for having me on. Enjoy the rest of the day, Father's Day, and enjoy the rest of the U.S. Open. That's Dave Shedlowski. Dan Anderson from the Payne Stewart Foundation with us next here on Tee to Green. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-410-4771. 800-410-4771. 800-410-4771. That's 800-410-4771. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800 754 That's 800-754-4531. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic. And maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now, 800-846-2153, 800-846-2153, 800-846-2153. That's 800-846-2153. Golf, the language spoken here every Sunday on Tita Green, the golf show, the show by golfers, for golfers, with Jerry Evans, I'm Jay Ritchie. 
Our next guest, Dan Anderson, the, the Payne Stewart Golf Foundation, standing by. We'll get to him in just a moment, but first a quick note from our friends at Divot Magazine and a reminder about Colorado's premier golf discount program, the 2021 Green Saver, the golf coupon book, or the mobile. You can play and save more for only $50. That's 5 Zero. Never pay full price to golf again. Both the book and the mobile, totally transferable to family and to friends. Save it over 80 total courses with free green fees, two-for-ones, 50% off, and free cart rentals, along with discounts on food and drinks, lodging, lessons, and club fittings. Get them both, the coupon and the mobile, for just $70. Like I said, never pay full price to golf again. Both the book and the mobile, totally transferable to family and friends. For more info, head online to greensabergolf.com and then hit them long and hit them straight. <laughs> it's good advice. Yeah. <laughs> Our next guest is standing by. What better time to talk about Payne Stewart? It was exactly 20 years ago today, on June 20th, 1999, that he rolled in that 15-foot birdie putt on the last hole at Pinehurst to beat Phil Mickelson by a stroke to win the U.S. Open. It was his second Open triumph, the third major of his career, but sadly, as I mentioned earlier, it was the last time we'd ever see Payne Stewart in the winner's circle on a golf tournament, on a golf course. Four months later, we lost him in that tragic plane crash, but his legacy is living on through the Payne Stewart Foundation, and the foundation had just recently created the Payne Stewart Kids Golf Foundation uh, to support an introductory golf program by raising funds to help kids get exposed to golf that normally wouldn't be exposed to golf. Yeah, so it's a really great program, and we're really uh, thrilled and happy as, as can be to have Dan Anderson here on Tee to Green today. Dan, uh, welcome to the program, and uh, tell us uh, all about this special uh, uh, program that you have set up for the kids. Great. Well, happy Father's Day, everybody. It is uh, truly an honor to be here and uh, just uh, you know, remembering the legacy of Payne, you know, 30 years ago, he won his uh, first U.S. Open at Hazleton. And so, you know, Father's Day has become a, a special memory with Payne. And so um, our foundation was created really to help uh, continue and advance Payne's legacy to truly bring golf to more kids, especially those in need. And so, you know, it's interesting, there really is no golf beginner program that's out there. I mean, if you look at, uh, you know, First Tee and um, PGA Junior Golf Camps, those are all truly kind of phase two where you're using um, kind of cut-down adult-sized golf clubs and regular golf balls. And so 20 years ago, um, Wally Armstrong created the Snag Golf Club, which was oversized clubs and balls for kids to hit. But there was really kind of no programming brought to the recreational level. And so we thought it would be, uh, you know, wise to try to make golf more accessible to kids, especially those in need who would never be exposed to golf, to be able to try golf and just have fun playing. So we've really developed a program that really is less instructional-based and more fun-based. And so we're bringing that into local communities and away from the golf course so that we can eventually channel more kids to the golf course through Mark Haddad in the PGA Junior uh, Golf Camps and, and into First Tee. So we don't compete with them. We're, we're really the true kind of the four 
to seven-year-old age range to bring more kids. So it plays well off of Payne's legacy. Payne, you know, was fit his, he was all about faith, family, and the funny head with golf. And that's really what we're trying to create is a program that helps kids learn the fundamentals of golf, but also the fundamentals of life. And so that's uh, our programming that we're bringing in. We've got uh, probably 32 camps that's happening in July throughout the country uh, this year. And uh, we're excited to announce that uh, we're also going to become the official uh, golf program for the Boys and Girls Clubs of America, which has 3,700 locations across the country. So we just, we need to raise funds to help support that, but we're excited that we really are a golf introductory program and, and bridging a gap that exists in the golf industry. I'm so excited to hear that, Dan. You know, as far as kids get kids golf and getting kids involved in golf is concerned, uh, all the programs out there are great. The one thing that always kind of worried me or concerned me about that is a lot of them were set up for kids that were already in golf or playing golf or were getting pretty good at golf. And so there, there seemed to be a whole segment of, of young junior golfers or kid golfers out there who were, were sort of getting lost or left in the dust or lost in the shuffle and not getting involved in, in it like I thought they could have been. Yeah, and that's, that's really, uh, you know, the point that's there, too, when, you know, a lot of parents start looking at what they're going to put their kids into at the age of four or five. Golf is not in the mix because it's not part of the programming in the local community. And so, you know, that's one of the hurdles that we're having to overcome from a perception, perception standpoint is people thinking, oh, well, I need to go to the golf course. And, no, we ultimately want more kids on the golf course, but they have to learn away from the golf course. And our programming with the oversized clubs, balls, nets, everything that we've created, the Payne Stewart Learning Program, is done in a gymnasium or on a soccer field. And so, you know, our whole programming really truly now is an option for parents to consider that, wow, I can put my kids into golf as an option where you know, they can learn sportsmanship. And, you know, we're less instructional-based. We, we have fun with the kids. We also have disc golf, uh, foot golf. Um, you know, the regular golf and a, and a unique little air golf flyer that Wally created. Just creating games that kids learn the basic golf swing, but in a fun game-based format. And so kids have fun and walk away from the camp saying, hey, I want to continue this on. And so what we're going to be doing is driving more kids then once they learn the fundamentals into PGA Junior Golf Camps and First Tees. Uh, so we are that first phase that's missing right now and really giving parents an option that golf is an alternative sport that we can, they can put their kids into. How do you recruit the kids to come to your, your program? Uh, great question. Uh, most of the uh, recruiting comes from the local churches, YMCAs, and boys and girls clubs that uh, have relationships with parents already in that community. So we provide all the programming. We provide the equipment so the kids don't have to go out and buy the equipment. But the relationship is already built with the churches and the YMCAs. They have the database of parents uh, to offer them the uh, Payne Stewart Golf Camp or Golf Clinic uh, to build that relationship. So the 20 different locations that we have in July, which is 32 different camps, were done through churches and their database of families and getting uh, their kids to sign up for our programming. I'm gonna. I, I think I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway, Dan. Uh, there's so many other recreational sports opportunities for kids, like uh, t-ball, pee-wee football, 
uh, soccer and those types of programs. Can how are you worried about golf competing against those other sports? Actually, I'm not at all. In fact, uh, they should be concerned that we're coming in from a golf alternative and competing with them now. Golf isn't an option uh, for many parents, and so. You know, if you look at the sporting alternatives, there, yeah, there are team-based programming, uh, but there are also kids that are more introverted and individual sport-focused. And so, you know, tennis and skiing and golf is, uh, you know, sometimes better fit a better fit for those types of kids. So um, we're actually, you know, thrilled to be now competing with uh, soccer and, you know, flag football and all those things. So, you know, incredibly, there isn't a recreational golf program and you know we're stepping in with that and we've had huge interest and success from the you know early phase this first year of doing the programming so excited to be uh in the space and you know as we say if all great athletes end up playing golf why not start with it when the kids are actually enrolled in your program do they also get a uh, a complimentary uh knickers and flat cap <laughs> so Interesting you say that. We do provide a uh, Payne Stewart logoed uh, T-shirt, but we also give them Argyle socks. So there's the Payne Stewart uh, <laughs> little. I love it. I love thing. it. Yeah. So you know, we as we say, you know, we're inspiring others through the faith, the fun, and the flair of Payne Stewart. Payne was a, a great family man, you know, and remembering him on this Father's Day. Uh, but he also had a lot of flair to him, and so we bring a lot of fun and color into our programming, and just, it's just a great tie. And we're just thrilled that you know Tracy Stewart and you know their kids Aaron and Chelsea uh, have trust in what we're doing. You know they they have ownership in our company and what we're doing, and and so we do everything we can to honor Peyton's legacy. And you know he was a great family man, and so we do remember him in this on this Father's Day. Argyle socks, Jerry's favorite. He's, he's yeah. got the biggest. If I had a pair of it, I'd wear them right now. <laughs> hey, I, I have some, uh, we have some adult red, white, and blue socks that uh, people can get on our website, too, so I'll, I'll send you a pair. Okay, uh, please do that. I will wear them. I promise you, I will wear them. There you go. Okay. In 2021, there'll be more than 50 Payne Stewart golf camps and clinics running in the United States. The Payne Stewart Foundation. We're with Dan Anderson, who's with the Payne Stewart Foundation. Dan, the Payne Stewart Foundation, uh, something started by Tracy Stewart and the uh, and Payne's family about a year after his untimely death. So is there a difference between the Payne Stewart Foundation and the Payne Stewart Kids Golf Foundation? Um, there is, though. Uh, Tracy did ask us to start the Payne Stewart Kids Golf Foundation so we could accept funds to bring more kids to the Payne Stewart Golf Camp. So their family foundation uh, does great things in uh, the groups they serve. They do sponsorships of kids um, in at various camps, but they wanted us to create one that specifically served um, our Payne Stewart golf camps and clinics. So we created that at her request to be able to do that. So we're, we're just adding on to what the great work that they currently do through their family foundation, the one created in 1998. Uh, and this one very specifically focused to bring more kids in need to uh, a Payne Stewart golf camp or clinic. Do you think this would be a pet project that Payne Stewart would be really proud of and would have wanted to participate in? 
Oh, I, I, I know it is. And, you know, his family, uh, Aaron Stewart and Chelsea Stewart, uh, have been to the camp and, you know, just are uh, loving seeing kids really getting, um, you know, the basics of golf, but also the basics of, of life. You know, we, we have programming that teaches the kids the virtues, you know, the of love, joy, peace, patience, all those various aspects that, uh, you know, kids need to know and learn about. And, uh, you know, that's that's part of our programming. So I, I know he'd be uh, absolutely thrilled uh, with what we're doing. And I know Tracy, Chase, Chelsea, and Aaron are. Right now, some 50 Payne Stewart golf camps and clinics in the United States. Dan, what's the long-term goal here? What do you want to see in five, ten years? Boy, uh, you know, we, we'd love to see, um, you know, there, there's basically 50,000 different opportunities uh, with churches, YMCA's, Boys and Girls Clubs. You know, there's just over 16,000 golf courses. So if we really can bring more kids and get them interested in having fun into golf, you know, we're, we're going to be really bringing in more kids of diversity into the game. And we want golf to really look more like the neighborhoods where the golf courses are. And unfortunately, right now, golf is still a little bit uh, slanted to you know, the Caucasian golfer. And, and we really want to bring diversity, equity, and inclusion to the game. And just more kids, especially girls. And, and we're seeing that from our programming right now is that, you know, close to 40% of the kids that are coming to our programs are girls. And so it's just right. good for the game. That's Dan uh, Anderson, the Payne Stewart Foundation. Keeping Payne Stewart's legacy alive. For more info, PayneStewart.org, PayneStewart.org. Dan, thanks for joining us. Happy Father's Day. We appreciate you taking the time. Thank you, guys. Happy Father's Day to everyone. And don't forget those socks for Jerry. Yeah, really. <laughs> we'll get them. We'll be waiting for them. <laughs> we'll be back with more T.D. Grain right after this. Hey, travelers. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 
That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759. 800-449-1759. 800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. Fastest hour in radio and the quickest hour in golf. Another hour just flying by here on Tee to Green, the golf show, where it's time to take a look at the golf that's getting played this week. Only two of the tours in action, the old guys, the Champions Tour, back to play next week. They got the senior players coming up next week. So it's a major. Careful with that term, old guys, all right? Yeah. <laughs> we can say that because we're, we're old guys. We're old guys. <laughs> LPGA Meyer Classic, Grand Blanc, Michigan. Nellie Corda, 20 under par going into the last round today. She's got a three-shot lead over Leona McGuire. She's four shots better than Madeline Sagstrom. Some big names giving chase, including Anna Nordquist and Charlie Hall, who are at 14 under, six back. Jennifer Cupcho, 13 under par, Colorado zone. And uh, NB Park and Lexi Thompson, 12 under, giving Chase, but eight strokes behind. So they are really going after it, and boy, that's some impressive scoring. And of course, the U.S. Open, the final round is underway already at Torrey Pines today. The leaders don't tee off until almost 1 o'clock Eastern time, but it'll be interesting to see if Canadian Mackenzie Hughes, uh, Louis Oosthuizen, and American Russell Henley, all at 5 under par going into the final round today can hold off Rory McIlroy who's two shots back Bryson DeChambeau last year's winner who's two back Scotty Scheffler John Rahm Matthew Wolf three back I don't know if anybody has a chance after that well if you figured the lowest total was uh, four under right yeah okay you figured Dustin Johnson's right there minus one so Are you going to make a prediction about who you think will win? I'm going to go. I'm not going to say Louie's going to hang on, but watch out for Rory. Uh, Yeah, I think so, but I'm going to go with Bryson DeChambeau. I believe he's actually going to win it again. Two in a row. Two in a row. Okay, we'll see. It's uh, on NBC today. Golf Channel starts out the coverage. NBC takes over. And enjoy the rest of Father's Day in the final round of the U.S. Open. Our thanks to Dave Shedlowski, as usual, for joining us today. And Dan Anderson of the Payne Stewart Foundation. Check out more at PayneStewart.org. That's going to do it. Until next week, hit them long, hit them straight.